Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with John Molyneux, the sales samurai. He's been a sales leader since 2014. He's proficient in both door-to-door sales and telephone sales. He was in the military for a while, became a martial arts master in a sales territory leader in Cornwall, England. Now, how it all started is a great journey that we get to hear from John himself. So let's dive in and speak with John Molyneux. Anyways, John, so nice to meet you, my man. Um, yeah, you t- too. Tell me a little bit about yourself because this is the first time we were having a conversation. We had a little bit of conversation on a Zoom video call, which was, which was weird. I mean, we, I was, uh, it was just, it was very short. So tell me a little about about yourself. I know that you uh, you know, you're in the military, you face a ton of challenges, even, you know, experienced homelessness. So tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, how'd you got into all of this? Where, where does the, li- the journey of John Molia, Molly, Molyneux, Molyneux, where does the journey of John Molyneux start? Yeah, well, you, you've pretty much, um, Nailed it there. I, I did spend a couple of years in the military when I was in my, my mid-twenties just because it wasn't something that I, I was really wanting to do. I just did it because nothing else was sort of happening. I was in and out of work and mm-hmm. didn't really have any direction and stuff. So I, I, give, it a, I give it a try. I did a couple of years as well, uh, but I, I just found that the, the regiment I was in, I didn't really enjoy it and it wasn't really going anywhere as, as, a, as a career. So mm-hmm. I came out, but I, I, I did find myself a little bit lost and like a lot of ex-military, I don't know if you have this, the problems in America, but we have a lot of, well, I think you do actually, with uh, homeless veterans, it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a big problem. Yes. And uh, yeah, I kind of faced it myself, not really badly, but I mean, I was sofa surfing for a while and uh, flitting from place to place. So yeah, it wasn't like, I wasn't cardboard box tackler on the streets, mm-hmm. but it, it, was, it was pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, so I, that, was, that was sort of like the worst part when I came out, but eventually... I sort of kind of fell into the industries like the security, which a lot of ex-military do, uh, mm. security work and driving jobs. But I never really sort of like found my passion until I uh, I was actually teaching karate. I started teaching karate because uh, I, I, I was sort of hunting for a bit of discipline after mm. the army mm. and I found it in, in martial arts. So I was doing karate, but I was, in, I was teaching it as well. And part of the, the training, I was, I was getting the karate training for free but part of the job uh, was to go door to door canvassing, knocking on people's doors to sign them up for the karate classes. So that's where I had did my um, introduction to sales as well. So now mm. uh, I'm doing sales and martial arts. So my martial arts is my hobby and sales is my passion. That's pretty awesome. So you and 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 you were basically going out and doing sales around something that you were passionate about doing something that you did as a hobby because, and, and you only do a hobby because you're passionate about it. So that kind of 
going to people door to door and talking about how it's changed your life, the martial arts, and how it gives you control and the in the your mind. It just jived, right? That would happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you, you you were quite uh, correct. It was that's what helped me drive with the door to door. I mean, the door to door is quite tough, especially when you start out. But because I was so passionate about the martial arts, mm. that really helped me. And then the more I did the door to door, the more I did the sales. That that helped me grow the the sort of love for sales as well. So yeah, it's like that yin yang effect, really. Yeah. So you're getting that feedback immediately, like oh, and how many rejections do you say you you got when you did the door to door? That plays a big role too. Yeah, I mean many. I mean probably every ten people I spoke to, you might get one one um, appointment, and you might not sell sell that anyway. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the numbers were pretty pretty against you, but. Yeah, uh, I think what, one of the things that I got from the army was sort of uh, perseverance and dedication, mm. and uh, that was one of the things, the qualities that helped me get through that. I think because I just didn't didn't take the rejection as, as a. I think with sales, if you're going to have any sort of success in it, you, you can't take a no as, or a rejection as, as as personally. It's not a personal uh, attack. It's just literally just them getting their point across to you. So. I think a lot of people will sort of dip the toe in sales and then give up too quickly because they they hit a bit of rejection art, but you can't you can't think that. Absolutely, that's that's so true. You cannot let a little bit of rejection, uh, you know, stop you from pursuing what what you're really passionate about. And and as you mentioned, you know, the military actually trained you to be to be persevering and. Anybody who's been in the military knows this, that you've got these boot camps, you've got these trainings on, you know, every day you have to, like, there's no, there's no bowing out of it. There's no escaping it. It is what you do to train your mind. So then anytime there's a time to go, you just, it's automatic and it plays and your body automatically basically, it's like muscle memory, right? Absolutely. Exactly the same with the martial arts. I mean, if you do any traditional martial arts, you learn patterns. So you do, you repeat the same process over and over again and you do the same movements over and over again. So after a while, it's muscle memory and your body just remembers how to do it. Yeah. And then combine, combine that muscle memory with, with your mind, with your brain. It's, it's just beautiful to just watch martial arts. Uh, I took a little bit of martial arts way back in the days, did some Jeet Kune Do. And then when I moved back, moved to the U.S., I was like, all right, I'm going to go find Jeet Kune Do and, and, you know, continue training. But unfortunately, I didn't find anything that was close enough. And I just got busy with, you know, going to school and whatnot. And um, it's, it's all about the discipline. It's all about continuing to do what you love to do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just love any martial art. I've tried lots of different ones. Uh, I've done like uh, Filipino style with the sticks and stuff. And even though I'm uh, at home now, I still, I've got nunchucks and stuff. So I'll just do that in the back garden. Uh, we're not supposed to go anywhere. So I'll just do it in my garden. I've got, yeah. I do a lot of Qigong as well. So that's like a bit like Tai Chi, Chinese sort of slow stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So I do all that as well. Wow, that's really cool. What What are your thoughts on the movie? Um. The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. 
The Last Samurai. Oh, yeah, I love that. I, I love any martial arts film, if I'm honest. Uh, one of the, yeah. it's funny you should say that. I think the thing that got me into it when I was mm -hmm. young, I was very young, about seven or eight at the time, I used to watch a lot of the Jean-Claude Van Damme films. So oh, like, my God. Sport <laughs> and kickboxer and stuff like that. That's yeah. what sort of uh, sparked my interest in it, I think. No, that's true. Uh, I remember Bloodsport and I remember John Club on Dems movies as well as uh, Jackie Chan. You know, he's still kicking yeah. it. And then Bruce Lee's stuff was just always so on point, so sharp. Absolutely. Just amazing. I mean, I think our generation grew from the, in that era where there's a lot of martial art movies. And I think there's a lot less of that. We see martial arts as a form of combat, but not as a main movie. No, it's very true. I mean, you, nowadays you do have a lot of films with a lot of fight scenes in, don't mm -hmm. you? And they're all choreographed by professional martial artists and stuff. Yes. But the, the kind of martial arts-based films are, are kind of a bit of an old-school old thing, aren't they? Nice. Yeah, that's true. So tell me, you know, so you've got a show going on called Success Breeds Success, and you've got a, is that a book, The Samurai Clothes? No, no, it, it's deceiving that. I actually have... Um, a set of samurai clothes it's a pdf but that's just okay. a design that I've, that's been made for me it just looks a little bit like a book cover but it's okay. just it's six killer samurai clothes so it's just a pdf okay so tell us a little bit about you know tell us a little bit more about sales and you know you got into sales uh you know selling door-to-door -door the martial art services and subscription and, and what have you or training uh, at the club so how did sales help you grow out of, you know, what you were feeling at that time? And, um, you know, where is it taking you? And <clears throat> Yeah, I think it just gave, gave me the, the sort of drive and, and, the, and the, the, the beauty of sales is when, when sales is done right, it's a win-win situation. So the, the person that you're dealing with or your, your, your client or your prospects, they, they end up happy because of, they've got involved in whatever your product is and you're happy as well because you've made a sale. So you've got a little bit of money in your pocket and everybody wins. So that, that's the sort of good feeling I get from that. And as long as you, I think if you are looking to be a salesperson, no matter what it is, make sure that you find the right products and you believe in the products. Those are very important because if you don't, if you don't hundred percent believe in the product or even better own it yourself. Yeah then you aren't going to be you aren't going to be very successful you know you made you make some really good points cuz uh earlier in my life when i started working i think one of the first jobs that i had was to do cold calls and i was so i was cold calling and i was working for this company and all i'm doing is i'm going through a list of numbers that they have and I'm calling this these people and I'm like, hey, would you like a subscription or would you like a copy of the the sales the sales magazine, whatever, catalog? Would you like a catalog, you know, mailed to you so you can buy stuff from us? Mm -hmm. So that was my job. That was my job. And um it was interesting. I was like, okay, I'm calling people, I'm talking to people. It was it was and then my next job, so I did that for a little bit. And then I was like, all right, this is fun, but I don't know. And then my next thing that I was doing, I was uh, helping out my uncle. And um, I would set up these stalls at mosques on Fridays. And, right. you know, so it would be a book stall with, you know, it has Islamic books and 
So I'm selling these things to people who are just, they just finished, you know, their prayers. And they're like, oh, let's see what Islamic books can we get for our kids? What videos are available, et cetera. Yeah. So, you know, that was my little experience with sales. And then later on, uh, I got hired at this company and they were selling used laptops. Now, I'm a, I'm a tech, you know, I love tech. And, but I was doing these cold calls and I wasn't very, you know, I didn't meet my quota for like the first month. It's like, okay, you can do it. You know, this is your first month. Second month, I didn't meet it. Third month, like, all right, it's, uh, it's not working out <laughs> with you. So I didn't get that feedback because I'm, I'm talking to somebody over a phone, trying to convince them that they, they need a computer. So it was, I didn't have that kind of experience with sales that, you know, I would love. But since then, I've been using Apple products for the past, you know, 15 years. And I've convinced many people to switch over to the iPhone or the Mac or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel, you know, the point that you made, you have to be really passionate about what you're selling. You have to believe in the product that you're trying to sell. Yep, 100%. If you don't believe in your product, and more importantly, yourself, then you, you are going to be fighting a losing battle. You, might have, you may have some success with sales, mm -hmm. but you're not going to have a, a massive success or, or a lot, lots of success. Yeah, that's a great. And, and so I think those earlier experiences have, you know, have, have uh, what's that word, scarred me to be to to look at sales as it as you know it's something that's not achievable for me so i think i sabotage myself in mm. in you know how is this gonna happen how is this gonna happen like right now i'm trying to launch my web development company and even though i have a full-time job right it's it's taken you know secondary importance now because I have a full day of, you know, things to get done to meet deadlines and whatnot. So everything's taken a backseat. Mm. So how, how does somebody like myself get out of that mindset to, to be like, okay, what I'm selling or what my product is, it's going to change people's lives. It's going to help them do better uh, with what they have on their side. Because be, because of this experience that I've had for past 20 years, because so, I've been user experience designer, been a web designer for the past 20 years, and that's, that's what I do as a main job. But anytime it comes to me offering these services to individuals, I have that, that mindset that nobody wants to buy this from me. Why would they buy it from me? They, you know, I'm sure there's, other people that are more experienced. So how does somebody that have a mindset like that get out of that mindset or change it? Wow, that, that's quite a good question tonight. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think you, you have to look at your own situation and, and just change your attitude and your, your outlook on sales altogether. Mm -hmm. Everybody is in the world of sales, whether they like it or not. Oh, the, the problem with sales is, 
it's got this sort of bad name to it or this, this it's like a dirty word isn't it mm. nobody wants to be associated with sales because it's sleazy and this and that and the other mm. it's not at all because if you go for a job interview you're selling yourself aren't you yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever you, you're always promoting yourself or you're always trying to sell something even if you even if you say have a you're a tradesman and you you do roofing you put you put roofs on you've got to deal with customers and you've got to sell them them roofs haven't you you might yeah. put that roof on but you sell them the roof don't you mm-hmm. you don't put it in for free so whatever you're doing no matter what business you're in you're a salesperson so once you once you get the right attitude towards sales and like you just mentioned about your products, if it's something you've created yourself, then you, you should be able to find it easier because it, it's your product. If you're doing it for somebody else, if you've used it yourself and you've seen the benefits from it yourself, yeah. you should be able to sell it well. It's if you're trying to sell a product that you know nothing about and you don't have any sort of connection with and you don't really like it, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to have problems. That's very true. Hmm. So I've got to, I've got to change my mindset. I've got to get look at from another perspective how how it's going to help others, right? So that, Absolutely. Yeah. If if you can help by helping others, you're going to be helping yourself, aren't you? It's yeah. like Zig Ziglar said: if you want something, get other people what they want. Hmm. Yeah. Get other people what they want, so then. If you, if you want something by giving, yeah. you're going to get what you want by giving other people what they want. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's true. You, you've got to have that mindset to be able to break free of that. Um, sorry, my mind, my, my mind is blanking. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's just a self-limiting belief, isn't it? Yes, the self-limiting belief. Yes, you're you're blocking yourself. You're your own worst critic. Absolutely. Fantastic. And I, what I like to do as well is don't take things too seriously. Mm. It's easy when you're talking about business and and whatever to sort of get in this sort of sensible and and you know what I mean prim and proper and speak right and blah blah blah. But you can just have a bit of fun with people. People, are, you kind of break the ice, in, in the, in a, especially in a sales situation, if you just mm-hmm. add a bit of humor and, and have a laugh with people rather than be too uptight and, and, and serious. Yeah, no, that's true. And the one thing that I've learned over time to be able to sell yourself, because for the past eight months, even though I was unemployed, I was selling myself and I was selling myself short probably. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I didn't yeah. have the right skill set that they were looking for. Uh-huh. But as soon as I opened up and I opened up my mind and said, you know, what have I got to lose? Either I'm going to get this job or I'm not going to get this job. So what I did is like I opened up and I said, you know, I told him, yeah, I've, you know, I've done, I studied blockchain. I've studied these other technologies. And somehow that triggered, you know, something in the interviewer. Like, oh, this guy's doing going above and beyond technology, not just doing what he's supposed to be doing, but he's looking at future stuff. And that got me the job. They're like, and I, I even I went and asked him, you know, I was like, I'm sure you interviewed a lot of people, but why'd you pick me? And he was like, You you know what? When I, when I heard you talk about blockchain and, and what it's gonna do for the world and how you just wanted to get into it, even though it doesn't connect 
directly with what your expertise is. That showed me that you have the passion to go out and get the technology or learn about technology that's out there to be able to, you know, grow yourself. You somebody who has self-growth potential. So that was one of the reasons that got me that job. Yeah. Because he could see your enthusiasm, because you were passionate about what you were talking about. You showed passion about blockchain and knowledge, and you were, you were sort of excited about it and enthusiastic. Yeah. That, that sort of wore off on him, and he saw that. So we got to do the same thing for our own products, for our own services that we were trying to offer. Absolutely. Whatever it is, whatever you're trying to sell, whether that's uh, like a product or a service, as, as long as you ensure that you're enthusiastic about it you've got a good knowledge about it yeah and you've used it yourself or do you know what i mean you can it's going to benefit them yeah so let's let's do a little exercise if, if you don't mind yeah and uh we can we can use your six killer sales samurai closes um okay so my so my service that i'm looking to provide is web development or right web you know somebody who can have a website or somebody who wants to launch a podcast how can they automate you know content coming to their website from their podcast so how would i sell this service or how would i talk about this to somebody because that's something that i'm lacking or i'm not pushing enough okay what so you mean if you were speaking in person with with them mm-hmm Right and uh, well, like I said, this is this is something I don't really know much about because this is this is your your sure, sort of sure, speciality, sure. isn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, just just speak to them on a level and and find out uh, dig dig a little bit about what they've been doing so far. Mm-hmm. That, do you know what I mean? So you've got to find the need. Yeah. So if what if they haven't got your system in place and whatever they're doing is lacking what what your service can provide, that's where you you got to meet them on, on that ground. Once you get into that territory, then you can say, well, if you if you get on board with me and you use this this service then you'll get x x and x so so i've got to have those items figured out okay this is well i already have it figured out so i gotta shape it in a way like okay what is your issue or what 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 problems are you facing yeah, you need you need to find out the the needs or wants, needs and uh, mm-hmm. so but but the way you lead into that is by just talking to them first. You warm to them. You call it rapport building. So you just how's it going? How long have you been in business for? Mm-hmm. Have you tried? Uh, how's the podcast going? How how long has that been up and running? So just just normal chit chats. Yeah, and then then dig deep into the issues that they may be having because they've not got your product, mm-hmm. and then give them the solution with your product. That's a good point. And and I think that's that's the other thing. And like you were, you mentioned earlier in the green room, you've been on sales calls all day long and the business has been it's been the same, you know, coronavirus or not, you're still have clients coming in buying the products. Yeah, I mean don't don't get me wrong. I mean, on the whole, it is affecting everybody, isn't it? It, it may oh, affect, yes, it, is. it may affect buying decisions and everything like that, but mm-hmm. The thing with with business and entrepreneurs and, and and salespeople, you need to just sort of rise above it and and just dust yourself off and get on with it because yeah. you will still find people prepared to buy and you will still think pe- find people that are thinking similar to you and if they're thinking similar to you and they're a prospect, they're going to buy. So you 
can't think that everybody's just thinking, oh no, we, 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 we're knackered and we can't, we can't move forward at the moment. We need to just put everything on hold because of the virus. Yeah. Life goes on and, and, and business people still do business. And that's, that's what I intend to do. Nice. That no, you're, you're absolutely right. You've got to put that face, get to sell them the person so they can then buy the product or you basically be yourself, right? Essentially you're yeah. being yourself. You're, you're finding common interest, common ground. And I think that's why I like having this conversation because we're, we're talking about a common ground. We're talking on the common ground. We're talking about a common hobby or, you know, the sales thing, you know, it's kind of common between you and I, because we've done sales in one way or another, you know, you've had more success than I have, but it's still something that we have to deal with on a daily basis. It's something that's part of life. Of course it is. Yeah. And what you need to do is differentiate between benefits and features as well. Don't try and sell people on the features sell them on the benefits so with with your website you could say uh, the features is or it's got x amount uh, the the do you know what I mean that you can do this with it or you can do that with it but the benefit is well it saves you half the time that than your old system would or it mm. or do you know what I mean it's much easier to use than your old system was got it so work on the features and not not sorry work on the benefits and yeah, the features will the features. plug let, right let in them not, Make them aware of the features, yeah. but let them know about the benefits, the benefits that sell, not the features. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. And what's interesting is how, um, how close to user experience design this is. Because So that's my main spiel. I, I do user experience design. And I'm, essentially, I'm creating a solution, creating a product for, for the client and to be able to get to creating that product we talk to the we talk to the client daily or you know on a weekly basis trying to understand what the problem they're trying to solve and then create that solution around that problem that they have yeah so it's very similar i mean marketing marketing sales um user experience design you know it, it, you've got to find that common ground that common empathy between the person you're talking to and uh, bring that together. Of course, because what you find is, uh, especially with, with a specific niche like you have, your sort of frust people's frustrations, people are all the same when it comes to it, aren't they? People, we, we all have the same, same issues, we all have to face the same problems. So what you find mm -hmm. is the same, the same issues will come up over and over again. So that's where you, once you've spoke to X amount of people, you, you'll see the same problems coming up and then you'll be able to deal with them a lot easier hmm. really cool man thank you so much that's that's really eye-opening and, and uh i mean it's something that's in the back of my mind but i'm not actively doing it right so it's like okay when you hear it again and again it's like I said, you gotta you gotta keep doing that action you gotta keep doing that move you know so then your muscles get that memory so it's something that I'm working on as well. Yeah. Just Jeet Kune Do it or whatever it was. Is it Jeet Kune Do? Just keep, yeah, keep Jeet Kune Do, the same yeah. punches over and over again. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. So that's some, that's some awesome stuff. You know, some, uh, what, so, so John's here 
has provided us with a really cool deal. Six killer sales samurai closes. The link will be in the description. You can go and get this free PDF that he's provided for our, for our listeners. Uh, so go check out uh, the link in the description. So John, uh, at this point of the podcast, we'd like to ask some common questions that I ask my guests, something around the hobbies, something around the hacks that we do in our life to make our lives better and, and more, you know, enriched. Yeah. So what is one hobby that you wish you got into? What you mean? One hobby that I haven't actually done or yeah. as of yet? Or, or you haven't had, or, yeah. Well, to be honest, um, I, I sign. I should be doing it really. In it's surfing because hmm. I actually live in Cornwall and there's so many beaches with really good surf. Yeah. I have attempted it once. Uh, I had a, a session at it and I was actually okay. Hmm. But it's something that I really do need to, to take up a bit more. I think. Nice surfing. Yeah, that's that sounds really cool because uh, I remember. So I grew up in Southern California, 20 minutes yeah. to the beach, right? But I never really learned how to swim or learn how to surf. But my cousin, he learned how to surf and, and he's like, yeah, I can, I can, you know, get on the board and do the surf. So that's really cool. Awesome. What, yeah, did, what did, yeah, no worries. What did you want to be when you were a child? I actually wanted because I I still do like I really like drawing. I do quite a bit of drawing, and mm. when I was young, I was I was obviously quite good, but yeah. I was never any good at maths. I always wanted to be a uh, architect, but mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have the maths or the science side of things, unfortunately. I don't think, if I'm being honest, my drawing wasn't good enough because it has to be perfect. Really, it has it? to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you apply the same rule, martial arts and drawing, right? Um, Thing you could have gotten there but hey that's awesome uh, my my brother he he's he's got an art, artistic eye so he's done some drawings and i'm like what you drew this that's amazing yeah. and, I, and i always wanted to you know draw also but i just never was pushed into in that direction to do it um but that's awesome drawing all right what did you Sorry, I also already asked that question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I quite like a lot of the, you know, the, the box sets you get on, on Netflix, like mm-hmm. uh, um, Game of Thrones was quite good. I, I like yeah. quite a lot of those, like Peaky Blinders and, and what mm-hmm. I did, those different types. Uh, but film, I used to, oh, there's so many good ones. I do like the sort of old school gangster ones like Scarface and uh, Goodfellas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Goodfellas, that was a good one. That was a really yeah. good movie. <laughs> oh. All right, this question is a it's a it's a tricky one. Well, not tricky, but I think you like it. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, um, I actually quite like Marvel and um, mm-hmm. uh, DC and stuff like that. So I'm I'm gonna go for two, either Wolverine or Batman. I think. Nice. Those are two very, what's that word? I don't. I want. I don't want to call them damaged, but they have. <laughs> <laughs> they have that mental. Yeah. Right. They're like, yeah. like their life has been like pulled apart in so many ways, and yeah. you know, one guy doesn't remember where he came from, 
right, with Wolverine. Yeah. And then the other guy remembers really well <laughs> what he came from. Yeah. And what he's take revenge. And uh, we were just, uh, I was just talking to my cousin the other day about Wolverine, uh, not Wolverine, but Batman and how many different ways that story has been told. And there's so many versions of Batman. The movie has been done over and over and over again. And then there's a Christopher Nolan's Batman with Christian Bale. And now the recent one with, um, with Ben Affleck. And I was like, he gets better and better over time. But what's, what I'm really sad about is that there's no more Ben Affleck Batman. There's going to be a new character playing Batman or new actor playing Batman for 2021. They're rebooting the series yet again. It's kind of sad, but they, I guess they, they missed the mark on the last few movies that they worked on. I think it's one of them kind of uh, things that you could just keep on making. It's a bit like Spider-Man, isn't it? They made quite a few of those and you could probably just keep making them really, couldn't you? Well, well, you could, but what I'm talking about really is if you look at the character, like who the actor who plays the character, that has changed for Batman. So there was, you know, the first Batman with um, Michael Keaton. Then we had the second Batman with Val Kilmer. Then we had uh, George Clooney. And so, you know, you have different actor playing Batman. And it's every, all of those movies were great. But, but what, with Marvel, with Iron Man, it's been Robert Down- Downey Jr. for the 24 films. It's, we know that it's Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Are they going to reboot that character? Probably, but they're not going to reboot it in the way that Disney, like uh, Walt or DC has done it, they're going to grow it or they're going to, you know, come from the perspective, okay, this is the original Iron Man. It's always Robert Downey Jr. Whoever is the next Iron Man is going to be either, you know, it's rescue with, you know, his wife, Pepper Potts playing Iron Man, or it's, it's probably going to be his daughter. Just, it's a totally different perspective. That's, so that's what I mean. And the reason they've done Spider-Man so many different times is because they've had a different set of directors. And I think my favorite Spider-Man is still the one with um, Tobey Maguire. The first. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a really good one. And um, and now Tom Holland is doing an amazing job. I mean, it's a totally different perspective, but then he's part of a whole bigger family. So I think this is going to go, I mean, He's taking, he's basically taking over, you know, throne or, you know, what have, what, have, what they've been calling in the movie, you know, who's going to be the next Iron Man? Well, it's Spider-Man kind of thing. Mm, yeah. So it's, it's a different way of telling stories. So yeah, man, that's awesome. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Right. That, that's quite a tricky one. Um, I've always quite liked Hulk. I think Hulk's oh, man. good. Hulk. I'm gonna go Hulk. Good. Nice. Hulk has a whole different story. I mean, I can go on 
about these movies forever. <laughs> it, it is tricky though, because the, yeah. there's so many good heroes out there. That that was quite a tricky choice because I've got quite a few that I like, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Hulk because I do like him. He's good. Nice, awesome. All right, last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? A board game. Um, I'd say I'd have to be Monopoly. Really, it's got to be Monopoly. Nice. That's a that's a that's a very popular game. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, I still haven't figured out what board game I would be because um, I was asked that question on the last episode, and I was like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I've thought was, about the question myself. I was kind of torn between Cluedo, hot Cluedo first, but then I swear towards Monopoly. Nice. So Cluedo is that? Um, what's Cluedo? Have you not played Cluedo? Um, that's I, might not, have, I might have played it, but it's um, might it's the one it. where you've got the different rooms on the board, and oh, okay. you have like the, you the have to figure the, out the clue, the, like Colonel Mustard, and <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you've got to you got to guess whether the, who was the murderer. So you had Colonel got Mustard it. in the library with the pe- the piece of pipe or something. Got it. It's a murder mystery game. Yeah, okay. that's it. That's nice. it. Nice, fantastic. All right, so John Molyneux. It was really yeah. nice talking with you, my man. Uh, where can my audience find you? It's been an absolute pleasure being on the show as well, Junaid. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, either have a Facebook group called International Entrepreneurs and Coaching Community. Mm-hmm. It's a relatively small group, about three and a half hundred, three, 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 thirty, three, forty people. Uh, but it's a really good little community. We've got a lot of people that uh, do some good posts and mm-hmm. content and stuff like that. Nice. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook. Mm-hmm. I also have a website and that's called callstars.com. So that's call, C-A-L-L-S-T-A-R-Z.com. Perfect. I will be sure to include these URLs uh, on the, the show notes. And this was an awesome call, my man. Um, thank you so much, John. Um, Next time we chat, tell me a little bit more about your the Success Breeds Success podcast show, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah, of course, that's absolutely available. You can get find my show on Spotify and Apple and everything. So yeah, check it out, guys. Fantastic! Thanks so much, John. Have a good one. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. See you next. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.